When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 248. I'm super excited to be talking to Rick Torbert about Read and React. But before we get started with that, I want to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish, the shooting machine that everyone should have. Doesn't matter if you're an AU coach, youth coach, you should get your youth organization to buy one. If you're a high school coach, if you're a collegiate coach, if you're a professional coach, it doesn't matter. Dr. Dish is the shooting machine that you should buy. Uh, make sure you mention Coach Unplugged, and they will give you a $300 discount. I own two of them. Um, all right. And also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Can't imagine a better time to go find a resource like that in the middle of the season to help you through some of those lulls. You know, we talk about basketball being peaks and valleys. Can't imagine a better time to go do that is in the middle of December. So go over and check that out. I'm super excited. This uh, the Rick the Rick interview is going to be the next three days. It was almost two hours, um, so I broke it up into chunks so people could kind of listen to it, um, or then they can find specific things that they want. There are so many golden nuggets from Rick in this podcast. So um, this will be part one of three parts of Rick's. Uh, so it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. So hope you enjoy. You know, your background look, makes you look like an intellectual with that bookcase. <laughs> you know, I've got a kitchen behind me; it just makes me look hungry. <laughs> how how was the weather? Now you're uh, you're in you're in Georgia. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. So I was I was I just I was I spoke at a clinic outside Atlanta two weeks ago, oh. three weeks ago. Um, yeah. yeah, it was hot Atlanta is what they referred to it as. Yeah, it was it was it's warm. It's nice there. right now. It's that per well today. It's that perfect fall weather. I mean, it's just kind of you know seventy degrees, sunny. You you didn't have any Michael problems? Any what? Any Michael problems with the hurricane? Oh, Michael, no, no. We just got some. You know, we got some extra rain, extra wind, but but nothing no, big. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go through my list here. First one okay. is um, how do you keep players from doing the same reads? The same reads? Yeah. So it's a read and react. So yeah. our guys tend to cut a lot. Our guys don't tend to set other, do other things other than the same. They get very robotic. So how, what are your tips or drills and stuff you do? Because people have well, asked me about that a lot. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's an area that, um, you know, it's, it's hard to put it on video. Right. Just pretty much got to rest in the hands of the coach. But my advice and what I've done in, in similar situations is you begin to custom – design the decisions for the players okay. in other words it's uh it's time to give them no choice in order to stretch them in other words okay you've got one player who always fills out away from the ball you tell them look today in in practice you are always going to back screen someone one pass away from the ball which might be ball side okay right. Don't yep. care. or maybe Maybe you've got a kid that never stops and posts up, you know? Okay. Uh, so you're just going to say, look, today, this is all you're going to do. I, I got to stretch you. I got to learn. Uh, I got to um, teach you a new decision that's possibly good for you, you know? Right. Uh, and, and that's why I'm saying you've got to put that into the coach's hands. When I say it's, it's good for them, what's good for one's not good for the other, and you've kind of got to – kind of figure that out could you give me an example of a, of a play so, so here's what happens is often when we enter we we, we basket cut a lot like it yeah. seems like you know we don't pin we don't skip we don't do the thing we, they get very they, they fall back on um it's it's they fall back on their yeah. most common habit especially in yep. stressful times and that tends to be a basket cut rather than a back right. or a skip. So okay. it's like I've struggled with ways to do the work on the skip or work on the back screen or work on those things because we'll work on it, like you said, in practice, and we'll even work on it individually with kids. But then when it gets to that stressful time, they're going to all – it's like they just ba they basket cut or they get their right. head, you know. Um, right. And that has been a struggle, not only for me, but for other coaches I've talked to that, yeah. how do you break them? You know, do you have any secret sauce that we can basically <laughs> do to take care of that? No, but I, I don't have a secret, but I do think you've identified uh, their motivation and it's just to bail out. Right. You know, Hey, if I just fill out to an empty spot, I'm going to be safe. And I, you know, maybe they don't really, in their heart of hearts, want the ball. Right. Want to score or want to set up the next action. It's just, whew, I got right. rid of the ball. I cut. I did what coach says. And now I'm filling out to an empty spot and I'm safe. You know? Right. Well, uh, I just think repetition is the king. So, uh, let me give you an example. Like, um, uh, so you got, <clears throat> excuse me five players on the floor. Let's say you're rehearsing five on zero. Maybe you're rehearsing five on five, the way we'll talk about in the uh, fusion practice. Right. Um, but each individual player, you don't want to give them all the same assignment because then it's really hard to play. So right. 
you give player number one, number one, you are always going to back screen your way out today. Uh, player number two, you are always going to post up one time, and then on the next ball movement, you can fill out. Now, you can get real specific with that player if you want to. You could say you, you've always got to post up ball side short corner. Okay. And I'll tell you why in just uh, in a moment. Okay. Uh, player number three. Uh, you've always got on your way out of the lane, you got to fill out away from the ball and you need to, you are going to curl around and set a pin screen on somebody that even looks like they're helping. Now, if it's five on zero, then you're just going to curl around, come back into the lane and yell pin and set your imaginary pin screen and ask for the skip pass, you know? Right. Um, uh, uh, Fifth player, you are always going to um, call for a pin screen on your way out. In other words, you're going to be talking to that teammate. There's one or two teammates over on the weak side so that when you're starting to fill out, you're already turning and you're going to call their name and say, give me a pin, give me a pin, because you're going to use it. And you got to sprint out there and turn around and get ready for the skip. It's your job to communicate that for that. Now, so let's let's say you you've got that. Okay, I'll give you. A, well, I'll tell you what. Let me give you another one. I want you to always post up on the weak side, anywhere on the weak side, short corner, mid post, high post, and I and you're not going to get out of there until somebody else sets you a screen. And when they set you a screen, you can come to the ball. If you don't get it, then you can fill back out. Now, that means you're going to have to give someone else an assignment. Right. Like, you will always screen for anybody that's in the post, no matter where they are, that kind of thing. Okay. okay. Now, so let's say you rehearse this for five minutes, okay? okay. And five minutes is a long time when you're rehearsing. You get right. lots and lots of reps. Into five minutes, you switch everybody's. And Everybody then you do full. it again. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, that, now, they should be, Steve, decisive and aggressive because they can't make any decisions. You've limited them to one. There's right. no thinking in this. Right. Okay? So right. they should be very, very – but the fact that you've got them mixed up means if you put defense out there, you know, start with shell defense or something yep. like that. We'll talk more about it in fusion. Okay. Uh, then um, – uh, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised with all the new kind of scoring opportunities. And it look it, if someone looking from the outside would not be able to tell that each one has one and only one assignment. Right. And Steve, I'm stealing this from a coach in Washington State okay. who did this very thing in games, not practice. In games. No, I I think there's kids. I think, well, (laughs) I think of one of my kids coming back. That there's (laughs) one kid that he always wants to basket cut. Well, I think, at least in our first scrimmage, I should just say, you can't basket cut. You have to do this. And just, I almost have to force his hand because, yeah. Let me flip that for you. If he really likes to basket cut, and he basket cuts hard. Right then you've got to convince the rest of your players that this is the guy we're going to draft. 
When he passes to you and he cuts, he's a great cutter. He cuts hard. He draws defense. You go. Has to guard him. I want you, whoever receives, to draft him. Right. And then I'd praise him. I'd say, hey, you, you know, you're going to get an assist every time someone drafts you and makes it all the way in for for a layup. Right. Well, now you take something that he's been. Right, doing, doing quite well. yeah. So you're saying you almost have to do it in. You can't do it in drill set. You almost have to do it on a five on o. Yeah, I really think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. You can do it in drills. You know where you're drilling everybody. Right. But I have a feeling you've already done that. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Okay. If we've done that. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. That's, yeah. That's why I'm switching to okay to a, a to a no choice. No choice. I like the no choice. Okay. Yeah. What, um, all right. So what happens? I, I had another coach ask me, what happens when I have two big guys, two big guys, yeah. like six, five, six, 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 seven, and they can't shoot outside 15 feet. Like they can't make they need, it. They need to pass and go away to another school. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pass and go away, preferably to but, I, but I've had that question asked of me a lot about what happens when I've got bigs that can't leave the pain area. How no, no. I- and I'm only joking because, good grief, these, these kids may be contributing in other ways, you know, right. defensively, rebounds, their energy, their leadership. Right. you just got to yeah. play them. Okay? Right, right. Well, then the question is, where can I play them in the read and react? And – in such a way that they will not – that their defender – that's really what I'm concerned about because right. wherever they are, they've got their defender. Yes, okay? and their defender's going to be in the paint. Yeah. That's right. So right. we've got to put them somewhere that will keep the lane open for the other three, the three that can get to the rack. Let's just think about simple stuff, pass and cut, read lines, dribble lats, draft drives, just the easy stuff, right? Okay, yeah. So they've got to be – if if those two who can't score right uh block the goal that you you're limited now to outside shooting you know right and That's what happens if it's play. only one what happens if it's only one that can't only one player yeah oh well well what i'm going to tell you is is uh, i do it for both uh, one player and two post players and it's just I would take up the spots in the mid post and I'd just say, I'd throw them off and say, those are places you can post up for a second if you had to, but then you've got your home base is either the high post or the short corners. Okay. Okay. Now, and the reason I say that is even with two post players, I'm very happy with two players in the short corner, two players at the high post, like a one, four high. Or one at the high post, one in the short corner. Right. And I think you should just play around with those. I like. I love the short corner. I think yeah, a short man. corner is an underutilized place in the basketball court. Okay. So let me let me give you. Here's what I would do. Like if they're both in the short corner, right. I'd be telling them they are finishers. Right. In other words, when these other three get to the rack somehow. If your defender helps, we're going to be dishing it to you, and you just got to be able to meet the ball and try to shoot a layup. That's all. No move necessary. You know, supposedly they're not good at shooting, right? So you're just going to finish there. 
Right. But that's not the only thing they do there. Okay. Okay. Um, you can, from the wing, you can pass to them and the Laker cut is just a straight cut to the goal. Right. So they're, they're in a good passing position. All right. Okay. Um, they are in, and by the way, I do this with one post player or with two. Okay. They are in what I call an invitation screen spot. What I mean by this is, here's what I'd be telling the post player. Hey, post, in the short corner. Your scoring opportunity is going to come when one of your perimeter teammates, after finishing a cut, they stop and screen for you. They are inviting you to duck in right into the middle of the lane, right in front of the rim, and we're going to see if we can throw it to you, and all you got to do is turn around and dunk it, okay? Right. Now, and if you don't get it, then you immediately go back down to the other short corner. Okay. And, of course, if you've got two short corners, the other one just rotates. And, and so you, you duck in and you duck right back out. Okay. And you just wait for what I call an invitation. Okay. Okay? Yep. What's your feeling on the hook shot? Hey, I hope you're enjoying that. Please pause, stop the car, pull over to the side of the road. Uh, go on iTunes, leave a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe so you get all the updates. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It allows me to take my wife out to dinner and bring all these great podcasts to you. So it's a way for you to get back. Um, so can't imagine a better thing, uh, if you especially if you love these podcasts. So um, resources, videos, all sorts of stuff in there available for you. So go over and check it out. Oh, it's a lost art. Isn't it? I think it's like the bank shot. Yeah. Who, who do you see ever doing that anymore? No. Who do you see shooting a 12-foot bank shot? No one. And I'm nope. telling you, I, I don't get it because, uh, you know, when you're in a slump as a shooter, that was my go-to. I'd somehow get to that angle and just bang a couple of them right. in. I'd shot it so much. Especially for me on the left side. I don't know why, but I really I really only needed a glimpse at the goal to to bank one in from, you know, ten to twelve feet. Okay. Right. Uh, and this comes from, by the way, being stuck in the post when I was young because I was six one in the eighth grade. Right. Okay. And I kinda that was my kind of my go to shot. And so Later, I became, uh, you know, a pretty good perimeter shooter. But if I'm off, I'd get back in the groove by finding the glass. I'd get to that spot somehow. And you don't need the touch, as much touch. You can just kind of, like I say, bang it yeah, in. Yeah, it, it's an angle thing. It's the, that and the hook shot. I think there's – I think – I don't know. Maybe it will come back at some point. But I, I you, you don't see anybody shooting it at all. Well, I can remember – you remember when uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar – just dominated for a decade, right? Right, because nobody could defend it. Unstoppable skyhook from every angle, right? I remember thinking, because I was coming up in high school and just entering college, I remember thinking, well, from here on, at, there, there's going to be players, a new generation of players that will be masters of that hook. Right. And they never did. Zero. No. You're right. I. I Go figure. 
I know. I know. It, it, I think it's. I think if so, if someone figures it out, it could be. It, yeah, I, I agree. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the read and react with the zone as a zone offense. Okay. So, what, what, how is it? How is it different? How is it the same? Well, I I think the main difference. First of all, you know me. I'm not going to change the rules. Right. <laughs> right. If right. you pass, you must cut. Yes. The the, the main. There's two main differences I think that you should emphasize. Okay. One of them is just our layer two, which is every cutter needs to stop and post up. Right. Now, you at least sit down in, in the post or the opening. Forget about the post. Just wherever there's a seam in the zone, and the first one's right about where the logo is, below the free throw line, right? right. To not not mid post that's too deep it's usually in that logo kind of area slow up stop sit down for a second because this is going to be a little slower tempo look for the ball there if you get the ball there you can obviously score right you can pass to and in a moment we'll talk about this you can pass to a any teammate who's playing behind the zone short corner to short corner for a layup or you can pass it inside out for an inside out shot. Now this is, and I think this is overlooked, Steve. Uh, you know, many coaches, many players. You know, if it's man to man, that uh, they drill every day. Well, I'm going to drive into that area, draw defense, and I got to be able to pitch it inside out to someone on the perimeter. I mean. That drill's been around for Forever. our lifetime, right? Right. And they know, and and the the reason it is is it's a good action. It's an inside out. The, those shots coming from inside going outside are higher percentage three point shots than three point shots that are being passed to east west on the right. on the perimeter, perimeter. It's just everybody can test it and and prove it. Okay. So so. Here's another way to get an inside out. We're not driving in there. You can against zones, but we're we're passing in there with the idea that most zones will immediately try to collapse on you, and then you can pass inside out for three. Now, it doesn't have to be a three. You can pass inside out and create a hard closeout on the ball so that your player can now drive. Right, and I think I think that's overlooked. And you, you know, know, think, think the, the, it seems like zone. the new move is drive baseline, kick to the opposite corner. Have you seen Absolutely. This? Oh, yeah. we're right back into read and react all of our windows that we right. do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that I think that's, that's a big. Um, no, I think I think a lot of I just tell coaches it's the same. What zone don't zones don't like movement from side right. to side, which the read and react gives it, and it doesn't like. Right. It doesn't like people moving through it. Um, right. Yeah. Now let, well, let me finish the cutters thing. Okay? Right. Okay, you know, you post up first in the logo. Right. Yeah. Well, then on the next ball movement, repost in one of the short corners, but especially ball side. And, and then on your next movement, ball movement, then you can fill back out to the perimeter and be on the perimeter again. Now, that way, really, you, you, this is an ever-changing – three out, two in, and both players that are inside 
are entering and exiting and changing positions in the zone right. every time the ball moves. And like you said, Dull. zones don't like that kind of move. It's no. hard to mark them, you know, to keep up with. Right. And in and, and most zones, when they get below the free throw line, become two threes anyway. They really they, oh, yeah. they, they morph into a two three. So when oh, you yeah. have that movement, it's real. I mean, and again, we'll talk about this with the practicing, but Kids don't. Yeah. Kids aren't talking. They I, they talk more when they play man than they would play zone. It's crazy. Like right. there there's more communication going on. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's all right. So let's see what else I have on my list. So oh, let's talk. Hang on. Okay. Hang on a second. One more thing. Two more things to tell you about the zone. Okay. Is that yep. Absolutely. Go all ahead. Right. <laughs> Having a player near the logo. And having a player behind the zone in the short corner, not every time, but many times, you're going to create a two-on-one where the center of the zone is going to be wrong. What I mean is, let's say you have a player in the logo and a player in the short corner. If you throw the ball to the logo, the center of the zone, you said – that they fall into a two-on-two or two-three, right? Right. Exactly right. All of them do. And the player who will step towards that pass is the center of the zone. Right. And he will leave or she will leave the goal open, and your short corner needs to be stepping in behind the zone looking for a place where the ball can be delivered to them. Right. And that way you can shoot a layup against the zone. Now, vice versa – if the wing threw the ball to the short corner and there's not a defender, the, the corner defender's not matched up, even if they are many times, the center will step. There, it's the center's job to protect the rim. They'll step toward, if not, take that pass. Right, yes. And whoever's in the logo should be stepping to the rim. And there again, you've, that the center is going to be wrong. That's what we want to create. Regardless of which way we pass, there's a chance for a layup. It's a kind of a two-on-one against the center of the zone. Right. And if you if the center of the zone breaks down, the whole zone breaks down. Oh, yeah. 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 I, now, we all know who's supposed to rotate over and take care, you know, and all that. I, I understand the, the coach the, the coach who has the chalk last wins on that kind of – but right. we but I know – Nine times out of ten, the, the zone does not rotate quickly enough to cover that stuff, okay? Now, i got one other thought for you to consider against zones. Okay. And it, it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter what you're doing. Maybe you've got a permanent inside player who's playing in the short corners and the cutters are simply going to the logo and then back out. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Every time you move the ball, the zone is set up for you to set a pin screen and skip it. Yeah, just let it. Would you mind? Thank you. Uh, you, you uh, if we had a diagram or any coach that's listening, yep. just sit down and say, put the ball in any spot you want to on the perimeter. And then set your zone up the way your zone would shift to cover that. And what you'll find is you'll find two players that are in a position such that 
we can set a pin screen on them and skip the ball. And make the zone. Now, why would you do that? Well, to make the zone rotate out of position. Someone else has got to cover that now. Right. Which means they're going to rotate. And you've created a closeout that you can drive, and the zone is rotating. Has Is the zone sophisticated enough to switch positions and rotate? Now, so, Steve, I would screen more against zones than I would man-to-man. Why? Because they're set up. Uh, they're easy to spot. Uh, uh, I don't care where the ball's located. You're going to find players that we can set pin screens on. Baby pin screens, diagonal pin screens, the classic wing-to-wing pin screens. They're, and the defensive players are there by design. Whereas player-to-player, Steve, you know, Right. It just depends on whether they're, you know, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Depends on their level of right. defensive expertise, so, so, right? So how but would you zone, work? How would you, how would you? How would you break that down into drills and things? As far as because I love the skip and the pin. I I, I think yeah. it's I think it's underutilized. Um, yep. it, how how would you do that in a practice? Would you do that ah, like the whole way again? All right. Now, here, here's, here's a favorite way, okay? You just got to have a little bit of patience with this, okay? First of all, five on five, put a zone out there. Again, just like the diagram, put the ball in any spot, top of the key, wing, corner, I don't care. Either wing, it doesn't matter. Put the ball there, tell a zone to get set, get your best positions, then walk the offense through who should set the pin on which zone defender. Okay. Example. Hey, example. Balls on the wing. You just said all zones, and they do, fall into a 2-3 or a 2-1-2 when the ball yeah. is in the outer one-third. That means, Steve, on the opposite side, on the weak side, there's going to be a high weak side defender and a low weak side defender. I don't right. care. What kind of zone you started with, right? Right. It's true. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Those two are there by assignment. That's right. their job. You can count on it, okay? That's why they're in a zone to do right. that. So I would turn to my offensive players on the weak side and say, now, look, this one's deeper than this one. We're gonna, when the ball's on the wing, you call out pin. You come in and call it, and you line up and get ready to receive it. And after you receive it, now we'll be in read and react. So you might be shooting, you might be driving, you might be feeding the the new post player that's inside now, the guy that set the pin screen or the girl. Right. That set the pin okay, all right. Now, so you walk them through, say two or three of those. All right, like when the ball's up top, there's baby pin screens. Players coming from the corner up to the wings and to the defensive wings and setting pin screens. And it's the old flare screen look, if, right. if you know what flare. Yep. Like yep. the offensive wings are going to slide about halfway to the corner, and it's a short skip. That's why we call it a baby pin, right? right. But it, it forces the zone to rotate. All right, so now, so you've walked them through it, right? And you, you ask your players, okay, do you understand that? Yes, we understand. Yeah, they'll all say, yes, they understand. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. 
Well, we're going to play now, but it's going to be shell offense and it's going to be shell defense. Defense, you can't touch the ball. Offense, you can't score. It will not turn live until someone sets a pin screen and we actually skip the ball. Then it'll be live. Until then, this is great defensive shell drill conditioning work. I'm going to go stand up here and drink a cup of coffee, coffee. and wait. Right. On my, <laughs> wait on you guys or you girls in the middle of action. Hey, no, no, no. They'll cheat. Tell them they can't start the possession. Okay. The, okay. Yeah, uh, they will cheat. Yeah. They'll always find a way to cheat in drills. Always. Always. Now, by the way, that's not a bad way to teach them. That, that was my second way to teach them is to start your possession against the zone with a pin and skip. And, and Steve, you could call it. Make it a call. Okay? Right. Example, you use your dribble at. So the ball dribbles at the wing. And the wing cuts and fills out on the weak side, and you get a double pin screen from on, right. on, on the weak side, right? Yep. And you just start with a pin screen. Well, at least you get one in. Right. And do you, do you, could you could you do the same premise with uh man with when they're playing man? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know okay. those to me are uh, training methods. Okay. You know, yeah, you've got to move a you've got to move a team from from robotic robotic yeah to creating their own possessions. Okay, that's a lot. Easier said than done. So what I think one of the stages in doing that is to come up with several different ways to enter the offense, give them a name, treat it just like you would a set play, a quick hitter. They're, they're used to that. And, and just tell them, look, I'm training you. Here's – let's take an example. Here's three ways. You know, here's three different ways – to enter the offense other than a pass and cut, okay? Um, and team, so would, give me, give me three. So this, I oh. love this because I think this yeah. is part of our problem is we would enter it the same way. Hey, Coach, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you know, it is a way for you if you like these podcasts, want them to keep coming on, and you want them to be free, go over and check out Teach Hoops. It's a way to kind of get back a little bit resources, community, you know, if you're stuck with parents or your kids aren't playing hard, we have all sorts of resources that will help you with those issues. Also go over and um, leave a review and we would love that. And we love those five stars and make sure you subscribe. So you make sure you get everything. So, all right, until our next podcast, talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.